0: talking about what transpired at T-Mobile Arena on Saturday night and uh the guy who knows both of these fighters better than anyone. And I've been saying that for weeks. I think I said it the last time that he was actually in here with us because we were all anticipating this fight. And I say that and it's true because he fought both fighters, knew him very, very well, and he joins us now. My man, Welterweight champ Showtime Sean Porter in the house. What's going on, my man? That was a wild moment, huh? That was a wild moment. That was an amazing moment, huh? That just that one moment, or which the, moment? The, the
1: whole fight, man. Yeah. I mean, like, well, I mean, from one side, obviously. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what can you do? I mean, what do you want to talk about?
0: All right, I'll take what know, what talk do you what I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, here's what I want to talk about. Okay, I want to go back. Because I wanted to to touch b- base with you last week, and I know you were busy, you're going crazy. But here's what I wanted to to ask you. First of all, before the fight, let's go back, okay? Let's okay. pretend the like- the fight
1: never happened. Right? Exactly. All right, all people, right. the fight never there happened. There you go. You faced both
0: guys. We're gonna turn back the the time machine.
1: You know, seventy two hours. That was the worst part of my life, by the way. It was it was like it was a good part, but it was the it was the worst part because every you fought them both. I know. What do you think's gonna happen? That fight didn't look like anything. I know. Like either fight. like That fight the other night didn't look like my fight with Terrence or my fight with Errol. Right. And so I kept saying, this is 50-50. I don't know who's going to win. Styles make fights. Neither of them fight like me. Mm -hmm. I mean, the list goes on, but everybody, who's got the best, most power? I don't know. You don't feel it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Who's the fastest? I mean, they both, they don't fight with a lot of speed, but Mm -hmm. you know, who's
0: this and who's that? I'm like, it's going to be, it wasn't 50-50. So that's what I want to know. So what were you thinking, feeling, telling everybody about leading up to the fight since you've been in the ring with both guys and you know them very very well. What was your take going into the fight?
1: Going into the fight, I expected the first round to last about Three more rounds. The first round wasn't, there wasn't much action. I think maybe a, a, a total of three to five punches landed by each of them. I had Spence win that first fight, that first round because he was moving forward, but I did see something in that first round. I saw that Terrence literally, literally was just allowing Spence to start that forward movement and because he knew that was what it was going to be all night. If I let him feel comfortable doing this, he comes out in the second round comfortable doing it and he, and he, he gets caught and he gets put down. Once he gets put down, I'm
0: like, I didn't expect that this soon in the fight. Right. You Because Crawford is a slow starter. And and I was talking about that all last week saying, you got to be careful here about him giving away rounds.
1: Well, here's one, one thing that I said on my podcast. Again, styles make fights. Right. I didn't think he was going to start slow because I didn't think Errol would allow him to start okay. slow. And this is what I said. Terrence Crawford He doesn't exactly fight to the level of his competition, but if you allow him to start slow, yeah, he'll start slow. But he will do whatever he needs to do to make the fight what he wants it to be, which is exactly what he did.
0: Okay, so now round two, he comes with a knockdown. Crawford comes with a knockdown, and all of a sudden, boom, that was it. That was the game changer because I know one judge gave the first round to Crawford. The other yeah. two judges gave it to Spence. Uh, those watching there kind of said, okay, like you said, not much happened. Okay, give it to Spence. You can make the case, right, that Crawford pitched a shutout and won Absolutely. every round. Absolutely, but, you can. But when you saw the knockdown around two, which was, whoa, the fight changed. Mentally, in Spence's mind, too, it was like, whoa, he was never the same guy. When I came out t-
1: uh to the ring, when I fought uh crawford it was it was fun it was great i had this thing set up it was awesome when the music cuts to him and he walks out i i could feel the crowd i'm like damn there's a lot of people here for him yeah. like i thought i had more love than this <laughs> i thought like between the podcast and what i've been doing on fox and all that, I was like i thought that i would have more love. i told you man you haven't
0: fought enough in vegas <laughs> you needed
1: 10 more fights you should have been fighting in vegas the whole time ever since you moved here but that's another question but I could feel when the when when in that when he came out I could feel that this is a a pro Terence Crawford crowd. Yeah. The fight ends up being how it was and I think that it was they were became 50-50 based on how the fight was going yeah. when he got knocked down and even before he got knocked down when he come when 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 that entrance that Terence had you could hear this is a pro bud crowd but that knockdown he couldn't feel and he couldn't get past that knockdown yeah. but it was I think it was because of the crowd. I don't think it was because he was just shook up from getting knocked down for the first time, anything like that. I think that between getting up, going back to the corner, you're supposed to just oppose that walk of shame and all that kind of stuff. You're supposed to be able to sit down, receive the information, move on past it. He moved past it, I'm sure, but that crowd pulled him right back into that moment of being on the canvas. And then he never got past that.
0: So to be fair, I mean, just like when you fought Crawford, Crawford has fought, I don't want to say majority of his fights, but he fought a lot of fights being under Bob and top rank. Yeah. We've seen him here in Vegas a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I always felt that this was kind of a bicoastal type of fight, even though that Spence is from Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. and he's fought, you know, it, it, with Jerry Jones and the guy, yeah. he's fought in Texas and Dallas and other areas and back East, but not much here. So I, I argued everybody, people are yeah. saying that. Terrence Crawford can't win in Vegas.
1: It's a a PBC car. I said, no, 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 no. This is like his home court. I said, pay attention. Yeah. He's fought more here than than Errol Spence has, which means psychologically these judges are conditioned to seeing him, seeing him move, seeing him react and things like that. And then when you realize that everybody traveled for this fight and a lot of Bud Crawford fans were in the stands, this was – it was – but territory, like, yeah. you know, on fight night. Yeah. It was Omaha West, basically. It was. Right? It was
0: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Terrence Crawford, uh, phenomenal. Why do you think he was so dominant?
1: Because you can't do what Errol Spence tried to do. Um, everyone was saying, if you went at Terrence Crawford the way you went at Errol Spence Jr., you would have beat him. And I told everybody, Stiles McFights, that's not how you beat terrence crawford you can see that the fight that i had with him was relatively close all the way until the end you have to outthink him you have to outsmart him and you have to fight keep him thinking keep him off balance and that's what i was able to do It's you can't be aggressive against a true counter puncher uh the way that 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 terrence is you know he 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 is a mastermind and finding that range and that distance uh he took away uh errol spence's jab coming out southpaw, and then when they exchanged jabs he was able to sneak his in that mm-hmm. timing and that rhythm he knew where exactly where it was he found it from the opening bell i thought and i thought that that was how he was he managed his fight and was mm-hmm. able to do exactly what he did to arrow arrow never figured out the range and the distance mm-hmm. and the and the um the rhythm of that fight you can't just go at tennis crawford mm-hmm.
0: and they will be better in the rematch as you were watching the fight, what were your thoughts? And take us through kind of round by round. Okay, you didn't so watch we talked. We, we we. No, I'm I am I do radio, man. Pick so, up my no, Twitter no, now. Yeah, okay. saying,
1: let's read it. You we we talked about we, we, if you. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Go. I'm sorry, I, I, but you're right. You're, you're right because yeah, I know you're doing no, round stop by it. round, it, no, just no, like no, I come on, on.
0: But we talked about okay. We talked about the pre-fight. We talked yeah. about round one. We talked about what happened to round two. Yeah. Okay. Now I want your mind. Okay. Tell as you're watching. Three, four, five, six. At what point did you say this thing's over?
1: Uh I said this thing is over at this in the seventh round. Okay. So after the second round, I said, hey, it's it's all good. Watch for a big adjustment. Mm-hmm. And I also want to go back real quick. Before the fight happened, I said there's gonna be about three adjustments in this fight, maybe even four. And I think collectively there may have been three or four in this fight. The adjustment, and I, I'll just real quick, the first adjustment, you see Terrence. Mostly retreating in the first round, and it was really just to get arrow moving into, you know, having that forward motion. After that, the adjustment became establish that range and start letting him go. Establish that range and start letting him go. That's that's the first adjustment, and then the second adjustment after the knockdown. You see arrow in that third round, earmuffs a lot like he and tried to do with Ugas, but he didn't have that same steam train rolling like he did against Ugas after that, that big moment that Ugas had in that fight. And I think that that was a big mistake of his. I thought that he needed to put those hands up and he needed to really just impose his will on, on, on Terrence. But that was the second adjustment. Uh, Terrence adjusted to that Kept moving Kept doing what he had to do And And then um There was Maybe one other adjustment In that fight But other than that It was just a, a matter of Terrence understanding If I take away This man's jab That's where everything Starts for him And you really He can't get Get going If he doesn't Touch you with the jab You know And so That man I, That was amazing to me But along the way I kept saying Let's wait for it Let's wait for it Because I thought The arrow Very strong mentally Very strong Obviously physically And I thought that they would be able to make some adjustments in the corner but they never were and I didn't really let it go until about the seventh round that's when I was like "All right, this this thing's over Uh, humble pie let's eat it let's throw in that towel and let's get him out of here get him safe to his family and really think about you know what you're going to do in this rematch Mm
0: -hmm. Showtime Sean Porter in the house with us talking about Saturday night's fight the domination by Terrence Crawford over Earl Spence Jr. like we've talked about you've fought both of those guys in two very close fights yeah <laughs> you said i know last week or so a couple weeks ago that you never went back to watch the f- the fights that you fought each one of those guys yeah okay the, the, yeah um i was at both the one in la the one in uh when you fought spence and then of course the one here um with, against uh spence just recently so did you go back and actually watch it as yeah. Last week, like you talked about that you were maybe going to do. We uh, we did. Uh, and how my, was that for you? And let's back it up. Why, is it one of those things that you just, you wanted to put it in the rear view mirror? Is that what
1: you do as a fighter? No. And I've, I've made this very clear. I never liked watching myself. Um, you wouldn't even rewatch the victories? I've never rewatched. I, and I never say never. Um, I I do remember when we were getting ready. This we were getting ready for Keith Thurman, yeah. And Showtime is, you know, they want to do this sit down with my dad and I. And they want me to re re rewatch a fight, okay. and so I rewatched the the fight with Kell Brook. Mm. Um, outside of that, I really outside of like uh highlights on social media, I just never like watching myself. So, we went back and watched my, 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 uh, ho- my co-host and I. We watched the, rewatched both fights at one after the other, Spence and then Crawford. I scored the Spence fight a draw. Even with the knockdown, I scored that fight a draw. That knockdown doesn't happen. I win that fight. Obviously, we, we have to be realistic about how the fight would end without those knockdowns, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, the fight with, with, uh, with Crawford, I had myself winning that fight 6-3 before the stoppage. And, I really when I watched the fight and I said this multiple times by the way on the Portaway podcast on the YouTube channel you can see me do a narrative yeah. uh, I comment, commentated uh both those fights and so you could see what I really think about and what I was thinking in the moment whatever whatever but um I kept thinking to myself shaking my head like there were so many moments that I could have been aggressive yeah. against Terence Crawford but <laughs> But I knew that just going at him that way would be reckless and it wouldn't, it would, it would play into the rhythm that he fights at. He wants you to come at him. He wants you to leave yourself open. He wants to be able to see where those openings are. And then he takes advantage of them. And so I wasn't willing to do that, you know, all the way up until that, that ninth round or that 10th round where I got a little loose and you know, happened.
0: You've been away from it as far as an active fighter in the ring. And then when you see a fight like this where both guys that you fought, And you fought so well. Like you said, Nero, honestly, do you, do you get kind of get that juice again to saying like, man, especially, especially when you see. The way Spence got beat down, and you, and like you said, I, I, I said the same thing. Sean Porter stands up. Everybody in that, in that ninth round, yeah. You win the fight. Everybody says uh, they
1: want to see me back in the ring now because of the way that that fight transpired. I, uh, here's the thing: I'm, I'm an advocate for boxing now. I'm like literally traveling the world just trying to. And I love your
0: answer too. When you say absolutely not,
1: I I'm just that. trying to pull the boxing world and yes. put it in spaces that I feel it needs to be in spaces that it hasn't been in a long time. And but here's the bottom line. I literally watched that fight as a fan Yeah. I also watched that fight as a commentator I was very very salty that I wasn't ringside commentating that fight yeah. so I had Stephen A. Smith up to my left a little bit, I had a Dame uh, uh, Dame Lillard Lillard right behind me, and then I had Michael Irvin. He was a couple rows ahead yeah. of me, and so and he was his energy was so high. I said I'm not gonna say anything to him, but I literally <laughs> after each round was kind of analyzing the fight with those guys, yeah. and it allowed me to kind of get sure. out that energy that I would have. But. Bottom line, man, I watched it as a fan mm. and I did not watch it with any regrets. And I did not watch it thinking to myself, Oh, uh, see this, see that about me. This not about right. me whatsoever. If people did not call me for interviews and stuff like that before this fight, I would not I would not have shed a tear. Because I I want who's doing it now. Right. I want you guys to do it. You know what I mean? So but When you take a look look at the way it happened, you can think a couple of things about myself. You can say, hey, Sean's smarter than we thought he was. You can say Sean's more courageous than we knew he was. Um, There's a a lot of things you can
0: say about me now because of the way that this fight played out. So do you chalk this up that it was maybe just a bad night for Errol? Or do you say, no, if this rematch happens, it's the same result is going to take place.
1: I, 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 I look at more of a, um, Wilder Fury 3 situation coming where Wilder did perform much better in that third fight. Um, and that's what I expect from Arrow. I don't, I don't expect the same, the exact same outcome as that trilogy fight, but I do think that, um, it's a long way from the lip to the cup for in order for Errol to beat terrence i'm an advocate for the rematch i think the the rematch should happen i like it at 154 i'm on record for saying this first fight was going to happen at 54 a little bit wrong but i think that they just were chasing the greatness and they were chasing the history books and that's why they did it at 47 the rematch will happen at 54 i think it's going to be better or more competitive than this first fight um and i think that when you have a chance to you've seen it live and in person now you can actually go back and you know, be able to really make those adjustments mentally. Error will be stronger for the second fight.
0: Now we know there was a rematch clause in there, no matter what. So the loser would have the opportunity to exercise that within 30 days to to do that. And but okay, say now if you're Terrence Bud Crawford and Spence says, okay, yeah, I I, I want the rematch, but I want it at 154. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong with this. I don't know if you know this or not, but that fight would have to take place. At either back at one forty seven or an agreeable weight by both fighters. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay, so yep. if you're Terence Crawford, been in the king, you know he's king of one forty, king of one forty seven. We know Spence wants to to fight at one fifty four. Yeah, if you're Crawford, do you go up to one fifty four? Do you say, hey man, I'm, let, let me stay at forty seven at least for a couple more fights?
1: I think, I, from a business standpoint, I think the best in the best interest of Crawford is to. Either stay at 47 and, um well, if he stays at 47 and he doesn't take the rematch, does that mean he's going to have to vacate the belts? You know, how does that work from a contract? Well, he
0: has standpoint? the belts at 47, so yeah, he's he just defending against somebody else.
1: But he ha- but if the rematch clause is, is, is activated yeah. and they're, he's not going to go up to 54 for that fight, he's like, hey, it has to happen at 47 does does Errol move then move on or does he try to come back down to 47 you know no
0: yeah i think Errol would have to come if it's not agreeable at 54 then you know because terrence kind of holds the cards there and says yeah well no we gotta have it at 47 that Errol says you know what i I can't make 47 you know and and maybe in his mind he's thinking like i don't want to see this again I'll, i'll just i'll just go to 54 and and take on new challenges
1: and well listen and and uh terrence just said in the post fight Interview that he he said forty seven was wasn't hard for, wasn't wasn't easy for me. Yeah. He said it wasn't a struggle, but you know it wasn't it wasn't easy. True. I was thinking about going up to fifty four already. Right. You know, so, so that could be. I still he may
0: say just you know give Spence what he wants and went to fifty four and he goes hey I feel like I could beat him anyway and that way I don't have to go crazy and trying to cut weight. Hey, let's I, let's do it. I think he'll get a little a little heat, but what
1: I actually would advise him to do is hey you you that. That performance said it all. You don't have to rematch, exactly. Errol. Right? He he activates the of rematch clause. You say f those belts. Yeah. You move up. You're a superstar. You don't need belt status anymore. Mm-hmm. And you and you do what you have to do at the 154 pound weight class. You know. Did so that's he, what I would tell Errol
0: or uh, Terence to do. Did he solidify himself as best pound for pound?
1: At the moment, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he, I think he did. Um, there, obviously you can make the argument of NUA. I still have mm-hmm. not watched that fight mm-hmm. actually with, uh, Against with Fulton. Stephen Fulton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, he's, he is number one. And I thought that they would, after this fight, we would see who number one and number two are. I actually think that Arrow. Based on this performance, you got to kick him. He's still maybe he's still top five because of who he is and what he's done, maybe. Yeah. But he might
0: be out of the five now, you it, know. Yeah, I mean that'd be a severe drop. But yeah. again, when you get dominated like that, like that. And again, in and in your in your division that you yeah. hold three of the four belts, yeah. I mean, yeah. And and you know this better than anybody. I mean. A career can change in one night.
1: Absolutely, there's no secret that Errol Spence's life, his health, um, everything has now been altered, and um, that for me is more than anything what you know. I and I got two friends here. I got a a very good friend and terence crawford and i have a friend in arrow spence and so the thing after the fight was i wasn't going to go to either back room i actually ended up going to terence but that was for that was some business related things but not to get back in the ring with it right. just be clear about that but i didn't go back to arrow's room corner room and because i knew what the energy was going to be like and i was like my yeah. face i don't think you need to see my face right i don't think you need to hear me say hey keep your or anything like that you know but there is going to be a moment when I do reach out to Arrow just to make sure that he's OK, mm-hmm. you know, because at the end of the day, this is a business and this is um it's just it's it's what we do. But we all have lives personalized lives outside of this business, you know, and so on a personal level, I do want to make sure that he's all right, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Great fight. Uh, if you're a Terrence Crawford fan or you thought Terrence Crawford would would win the fight, did you actually officially pick anybody to no. win the fight last week? Yeah. Never
1: picked anybody yeah. and you know, even you know, hey, you gotta pick somebody I was like on oh, my podcast. All right. I yeah. I'm picking Terrence, but I'm picking him because we're 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 closer friends and yeah. you know, we're just from the same Olympic quad, blah 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 blah. You know, but I didn't, I, this is, and I saw Steve, um, uh, Steven, um, Steven, uh, Espinosa mm-hmm. after the fight, head down. I mean, he <laughs> was hurt. So um, I said, Hey, man, this was a good night for you. He said, No, it wasn't. I just, you know, that was, that was, that was bad. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you just made a lot of money, sir. You can't do this in front of public you gotta go right. to your room yeah and then because this guy lost for I mean, yeah come on. yeah and if right. anything you should be really just swallowing a lot of the words right. that you've said over the years about this young man Terrence Crawford and you should be congratulating him but I said to him I said I said This is, he said it wasn't supposed to be like this. I said, I said, no, no, no. Let's be honest. There were a lot of components and a lot of ways this fight could have played out. I said, this was one of them. It just was so far down on the list that nobody remembered that it was
0: there. All right. So let's close out with this the business side of boxing. I hate the business side. I know you do. I know. But again, you're not in the business side now. So again, you're not, (laughs) you know, correlated to anybody here. So we tell it like it is. All right. We know that Terrence Crawford wanted this fight yeah. for, I'd say, the last four years. Yeah. Okay. He was with Bob Arum. He was with the top rank. Bob Arum tried to make that fight. Um, It couldn't be made. Okay. And according to Bob and other people that are, I guess, uh, c- close to the negotiation, said that Al Heyman did not want to do it. Okay. You fought under the PBC branch of, of Al Heyman. We know that the 147 division at the time you were fighting, the predominantly, those guys were fighting each other. Yeah. Okay. And that's why Crawford, that fight could not be made. Yeah. Do you believe that this fight should have been made, could have been made, you know, earlier? And what were the reasons it did take so long? Was it basically what I'm saying here is that, because here's here's my take, I'll say it. I think Crawford knew he could beat Spence. I think Spence thought he could beat Crawford. Uh huh. I don't think Al Heyman thought that Spence could beat Crawford. And that's why. And I've said that for the last few years that he didn't want his guy to get in there because this could happen. Yeah.
1: This is, this is business, but I actually think it was something personal. I don't think it was that he didn't think Errol could beat him. I think if anything, he thought that Errol could lose to him, but I don't think he truly saw that. I just think from a. Personal standpoint there were things about um, Bob Arum And then there became things about Terrence Crawford Which ended up Making this fight Happen when it did I think that um, honestly I don't even think that they're past it I know that I don't know what the contract is like for terrence but i do think i believe he's like officially a pbc no he's a free agent Yeah, he's a free agent yeah
0: no he's not with anybody that is that's what it's taking him so long to kind of talk his way into this yep 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 you're exactly right
1: and i think that um that is so (laughs) this is the this is just the contradicting part so he gets away from bob and now he's a free agent but guess what being a free agency is a promoter's worst nightmare because a free agent can do what exactly what what Terrence did, right. and then go fight wherever else he wants to fight. Mm-hmm. It's a part of it, man. Just let it happen, and you couldn't stop it. Now, the worst thing that could have happened, <coughs> excuse me, mm-hmm. for for Mister Heyman is you get a hard headed Errol Spence Jr. who just won't move on. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> kind of is what it is, you know.
0: And see, and I think if you talk to Terrence, and you you know better than anybody that you know he never had to deal with the business side of boxing it was yeah. like okay bob you know let me and he got frustrated with bob well, too I was and bob says i'm trying to make the fight and a lot of times terrence didn't understand that i remember you know being in in like media rooms and and, and hearing te- terrence and overhearing you know co- uh um conversations yeah. is like you know i mean come on man you can't get me this you can't give me this so now <laughs> since he stepped away and he's representing himself he's saying he goes now i got to deal with all this stuff and I know he doesn't like it. No, I, I, he... It worked out for him in this sense, but he's going to have to continue to do this. But
1: I think what happened was he learned the hard way. He learned the business the hard way, which is the the worst way to learn the business as a fighter. But once he gets away from Bob, now he's ready to do it on, on his own. Mm-hmm. I think he learned a lot of it and he knew how to handle it. But then you come to PBC, excuse me, you come to PBC and Mr. Hammond, but Mr. Hammond doesn't want to deal with an athlete. He wants to deal with business. And so it's like... He is like them. If I do, damn. If I don't, I got, I'm now I'm alone and I'm ready to make this happen, but now you don't respect me. And so I actually hit up Terrence and I said, yo, you got to get representation somebody that that Mr. Heyman respects because he's, he doesn't respect you as a businessman. And so I think that it did take some time for, for, for him to find, I think he went through maybe one or two different lawyers in order to get this thing done. Yes. Um, which is just sad and. Honestly, man, it's disrespectful. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, and I'm glad that the best case scenario happened for Terrence. I'm happy for him. I do. I I feel for Arrow, and I and I expect Arrow to come back strong. Um, I didn't have a dog in the race. I was looking forward to it, and uh, I wanted both guys to be healthy after the fight. Uh, but the bottom line is, I'm happy mm-hmm. for Terence because, for the first time in his career, it sucks saying that he turned pro in 08. Yeah. and for the first time in his career, he finally got what he wanted.
0: And he's 35 years old. How you know? And he didn't. He didn't look like he was 35 either. No, did?
1: not. And after the fight, he didn't either. But 15 exactly. year career, and you just not getting what you want. That's yeah. it's unfortunate, man. So yeah. we we're now in the process of trying to make some things happen for him outside of the ring so that he can live um a great professional career you know what i mean so i'm hoping the best one
0: you guys had a lot of um you know i don't want to say trash talk but it, you know it was there when you when you fought him and the same thing with spence and, yeah. and other opponents but i know deep down inside and you've, you've said it right here before that i mean you've ultimately respected terrence crawford how, how is your relationship with him now uh as good even better than it was before
1: uh it i would say it's the way it's been for a very long time and Mm -hmm. i'm grateful for that because he's he's a misunderstood athlete he's a misunderstood person and um i've always understood him and i think that that's why we've always had a a bond uh i was i what i do after fights is i get the security to get me right out of there because i don't want to deal with it but i wanted to see the, the the post fight interviewing the ring. And then um I made my way actually to the front of the row of the road that I was in. And uh when he's walking by he sees me. And he's been out here quite a few times. We hang out, all that kind of stuff. My two co-hosts He said, Hey, man, tell your co-host. I said, F them. I said, I said, said, man, go into your locker room. He said, No, that ain't no, no mean F you. That's a, that's a nice F you, but that's who he is as a person. You (laughs) know, he can't get past the things that other people have said about him. And he's always out to prove a point. And that's what the energy was on fight night for him. And you know, it was going to be a hard night to beat Terrence Crawford the other night.
0: Speaking of the post fight press conference, here's what Terrence Crawford had to say. I've
1: been telling each and every one of y'all for years, a lot of y'all over here looking sad, Ellie, you looking like a retarded ass dude over there because you was going against me, you know what I mean, but all in all, you know, I get to say I told y'all because I've been asking for these fights for years and y'all been saying, oh, he's too small, he's going to get this, he's going to get broken. And each and every time that I step up, I prove y'all wrong each time. So, you know what I mean? Write some great stories about Terrence Crawford. Don't hate on him. Don't say nothing negative. Just give me my props.
0: Terrence Crawford, post-fight.
1: Just just give me my props. That's all I want for the kid. Just give me my props. Your mouth
0: was wide open when you heard (laughs) him speak there.
1: I, you know, I do TV now. And so it's like, there's, there's words. We literally that way, you know what word I'm talking about? The R word. We've had to, Mm. we do our, our shows and we go through with no edits, but there's been quite a few times that that word's been dropped. And I'm going to go ahead and say it was by me, but you know, the life that I come, the world that I came from, it just, that wasn't a hard, a bad word to use. But, um, so when I hear it now, I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, he's not in the same space that I'm in, but, to his point, you gotta give him his props, yeah. you know? I felt like I was a part of that statement, which sucks, but, um, I, I do know that, you know, he doesn't mean any hard feelings at all or anything hard on, um, uh, to, towards me when he says that, um, he just wants his, pro- his props. Yeah. And, um, this is, you can expect those kind of performances until he retires.
0: Do you know who, who he was referring to as far as the media member that he called out, Elliot? Yeah, Ellie. Yeah. I no,
1: I mean, all of them. Everybody was just stunned.
0: Here's what I don't understand. Okay. And again, maybe, I mean, I've had, I've had Terrence stiff me in an interview. I told the story on, on, on Friday. Okay. But I have the utmost respect for him. I mean, he's one of my favorite Not fighters to watch. But this is gonna. what I don't understand. If you follow the sport of boxing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do, like, like most of us do cover this thing. Yeah. How can you not respect this man? He came in here, <sighs> Sean, 39 and O no. with 30 knockouts. Now 40. and oh. we've seen whoever has been put in front of him. He is destroyed. I cannot recall. Another guy now has 12 consecutive wow. knockouts in a row. So, wow. you know, and, and we know fighters say, okay, we never respect this and that, but there are some media guys that, I don't, I don't get it. You're yeah. not a true media guy yeah. and follow this sport if yeah. you have never respected Terrence Crawford.
1: You, he's, he's a misunderstood guy, man. And I think that who he is as a person has unfortunately overshadowed who he is in the ring. And then when you take a look at him being 135 and then being 140, mm. being it with top rank, not getting the big, the, the big names and then get fighting guys when they've had losses or whatever the case may be. It's just, it's become what it's become. I really hope everyone heeds the words that he just said. And I do believe that, that, that they will. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Boots Ennis over the last maybe two or three years. And, um, for the first time, I started hearing people, Boots better stay at home. <laughs> Don't mess with Terrence Crawford. And I can't blame him, man. Uh, mm-hmm. that's your fine fighter right there, man. I think that, um, it was like, it, this was like winning the Royal Rumble for boxing. And I think that the, the the job at hand now is to extend what he did last night or on Saturday night beyond Saturday night. And like I know in the boxing world, after one week what you've done is gone Extend it past that one week we got to milk this 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 cow milk this clock and get everything we can get out of that and i say we because i i love him as a person he knows that. i've told him that and i'm trying to do the best i can to help him reach some 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 platforms that he hasn't been able to get to either on his own or or you know with his team
0: he is showtime sean porter uh, nobody knows either one of those fighters better than anybody. The man is fantastic <laughs> on not only television, the Porterway podcast. You can see how comfortable this guy is in a microphone. He's been this way now for a while, but it is fantastic. The best boxing podcast out there. Go get it. Hey, Porter, Way we go, podcast.
1: I did a Fox show and yeah. I can't, uh, uh, ringside uh, commentary. Yeah. And I showed up. When they were going on air Just like that Yeah Put the headphones on Right before the first bell That's how I do it baby yeah, I know It's beautiful
0: <laughs> What's next for you man What's um, happening
1: I'm traveling Doing some more I'm on the zone this weekend yeah. And uh, just enjoying life man Just enjoying life
0: Man always good to see you yes, sir Again appreciate the knowledge I appreciate you. More important than anything Yeah Appreciate the friendship as you know
1: I appreciate your patience man You got it Later
0: All good Showtime Sean P In the house